Okay, so let's uh, <clears throat> let's get this road on the show, shall we? Are you trying to change our catchphrase? No, Is that no, what the? No. <laughs> no. Are we are we ready, spaghetti? I think we're ready, spaghetti. Although, I mean, we can change that catchphrase. It's the dumbest shit. And when people say it to me outside of this podcast, I get like triggered. I'm like, don't say. <laughs> Well, I'm like I'm sorry, I'm let's get sweat. this road on the show is we're not that's not well, we're not gonna change it to that of course but I'm just saying <laughs> like when if someone like out of context says are are you ready spaghetti to me like I get like cold sweats I'm like no no I'm not <laughs> um, oh, that was my doing I apologize it's all right I, we can make it let us have let us you know what if you want me to stop podcasting with you we can change it to that <laughs> If that's the intended uh, goal you know what funnily enough speaking of stopping podcasts i had this you know when people say like oh that dumb stereotype of like oh my partner had a dream about me cheating on them and then i was mad at they were mad at me and like how crazy is that i kind of had that happen but it was a dream i had where you like started like 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 outsourcing all of the stuff that i do with this podcast to other people you were like oh yeah that audio i gave to my friend they edited it for you and i was like uh okay and then like it slowed as the dream went on oh, it slowly turned right. out that you were like starting, starting a podcast with no no starting a youtube channel with caitlin and just didn't tell me and you're like yeah i'm gonna do that after this and i was like i woke up like i was cheating on me <laughs> that's how that's how i felt it was this like progression of progression of like you like doing specifically like podcasts and like youtube things other people and just like not telling me and then just i was like oh doing less and less that's you know i am a forever faithful person so that will not be happening also the worst part of that dream was in the dream for some reason you made me like hold the door open while you were moving youtube equipment of some kind into your house but like I got bitten by a bunch of mosquitoes in the dream. And I was like, this bitch. Dream Carmen, um, real asshole. <laughs> welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for you. My name is Catherine. <laughs> and I'm Carmen. We've already veered. We've already begun. We've already lost the plot, yeah. as they say. Yeah, uh, I'm Catherine. This is Carmen. And this is our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about, like, actual things. Not just my dreams or, like our catchphrases but we talk about topics we talk about um blackness we talk about mexicanness we talk about <laughs> lord of the rings we talk about religion we talk about basically every single thing under the sun we're racialized women and we get into it we just like get into it and seeing That's as nice. this is black history month we decided we needed to do an episode about it, especially since it's the end of a month and we were like oh shit didn't we plan a whole black history series and never do it <laughs> it's a it's a pandemonium it's a pandemic let's just uh... listen here we are <laughs> so we are going to be talking this black history month about black history month congratulations the topic is the month it's very easy very simple you can wrap your head around the concept and we're going to be going through maybe some historical things but a lot of personal anecdotes so this should be <laughs> a great time carmen would you yes. like to begin yes so we are actually going to talk about uh, Black History Month in general, obviously, but I did want us to touch on the topic of Black History Month in Canada because we are a Canadian podcast. And we uh, are, we are. You know, we got to rep our, our shit, but also I want us to talk about our experience with Black History Month first. Catherine, do you do you want to tell the listeners, you know, your first uh, your first uh, Black History Month, um, what, what were they called? Uh, Black History Month assembly that we did? How, so, what grade were we in, Catherine? 
I mean, here's the thing. Right before the episode started, Carmen was like mentioning this. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like we did lots of Black History Month stuff. Come to realize we didn't start doing Black History Month anything until the ninth grade because in high school, we had a particular teacher a particular counselor who was black and was very involved in like the school and very involved in black kids lives and very involved in like repping black people. She's black to be clear. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and it wasn't until a black woman took charge in our education that we received any sort of black history month, anything other than it's black history month. I that was pretty much that, Catherine. I don't think we got that at all. We I didn't think, get even that. Pretty sure. I feel like every February they'd be like, eh? Like I feel like as a black person, I feel like uh every February I got a little bit of out. a uh Catherine? Black? Every <laughs> uh? month? You? So let's talk about the oh and folks, I'm dog sitting right now. Uh what who is a, a very cute but very demonic dog at the same time, um, who is hellbent on getting into my bedroom. So if you hear some clickety clacking, it's not, you know, my fake nails, it's uh the dog uh walking across my my floor. Like, you should have uh kept it being your fake nails. <laughs> if you hear clickety clacking, it's Carmen tapping her fingers like in irritation. Anyway. Catherine, let's talk about um the amazing assemblies that we did for Black History Month. Not we did, we weren't in them, we watched them in horror. But uh, I think that the most iconic person who you know exuded Black history, Black excellence, um, was um, who we've talked about on multiple episodes, Jesus Freak. Yeah, Jesus was, Freak. Uh, That's the whitest, the... palest human that ever existed, who for Black History Month sang Josh Groban. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can't believe you're starting there after I just said we had great Black History Month set things with uh, our counselor. Yes, Listen, she allowed that. She did. There were plenty of Black people in these Black History Month assemblies. There was plenty of like Blackness and Black culture. Yes, but she did also allow a very um, white, very prejudiced uh, Jesus freak boy sing Josh Groban, and 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 that is not abiding memory. Catherine, he got a standing ovation here's the thing that's not because it was good that was no. because he was being it was horrendous it was ironic he was being horrendously bullied I, that's not even the only memory i have of him singing in front of the entire school and getting standing ovations but Very it was because everyone was making fun of him oh that's harsh that's harsh actually that if i, I have two separate memories of the crowd going wild for this guy but it was all like all laughing at him no, no. laughing with yeah I mean, <clears throat> so that was like my understanding. But yeah, like our Black History Month in high school, Miss um, Jones would take kids to, she had like different, um, what's it called? What are they called? Um, field trips. She would take different kids out. Like kids would get to go on field trips if they wanted to go for Black History Month. But then she also did an assembly and she'd have comedians come in and do stuff. I remember she did. Oh, that's right. She had two really good comedians, one of which is actually really big in Canada. Uh, a comedian, what's his name? Tricks. He's a comedian. I follow him on Instagram. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, and he's great, might I add. I love him. But they're all really good. Um, we had people that I remember seeing on TV, like, doing their comedy specials on, like, the Comedy Network. Yeah, Miss Jones just, like... And then they also came to our high school Black History Month assemblies. What a gig to book. Wild. But it was, I'm pretty sure it was because they knew Miss Jones. Like, there's no other way, I think. Like, I feel like Miss Jones had just a lot of capital in regards to, like getting people to come that were cool i mean maybe but i think also a lot of comedians are just like a job i'm taking it <laughs> yeah 
probably that as well but yeah i think we had it was weird because there was also that 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 um that what's it called I want to call it kickboxing, and I know that's not what it is. Breakdancing, the breakdancing crew. Wow, yes, 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 the breakdancing crew, who are also not, no one in that. Um, there was one. one was there? Them. One maybe, like, barely black, black um, boy, <laughs> and then a bunch of, like, white kids and Asian kids were in the breakdance crew. Why, Carmen, why are our abiding memories of our Black History Month celebrations the white people? I think it's just funny. Like, I think when I look back at Black History Month and like the like just the the deplorable information that we got on Black History, the shit that like is most memorable is the shit that's like a bunch of like very forget uh, forgettable white folks. Oh, do you want to hear a very um, poignant memory I do have about our Black History Month assemblies? Mm-hmm. Was that um, because it happened during school hours, obviously, and there was like a period where like everyone was in the auditorium for this Black History Month assembly. Mm-hmm. Um, some people would like ditch or like leave and not attend the assembly just like leave for an hour mm-hmm. and there was this guy this white guy I remember and there was also a thing where like you could give money to like some sort of charity or something right. during Black History Month as well and I remember he was leaving and someone else, like he was gonna skip and someone else was like you can't just skip the assembly and he's like "Ugh, I gave them money the idea of like I gave the black people money I can go Oh no, that hurts and my. Heart. I remember it so distinctly. I was just like, "Huh." Oh, that's awful. But then also, like, I don't think we learned anything about Black history at all. Like, take a take a th- think about every history class we had. We had history class about we were French immersion. We had to learn about France. Yeah, that's true. And we had not a single lesson on Black history of any sort. Yes, that's true. Yeah, we that's true. It's true. Right? Like we learned about Acadians, Catherine. We learned about Acadians and the strife of Acadians from from Acadians, but we didn't learn about black Nova Scotians. No, well, who cares about black Nova Scotians? They're like barely anything. They don't matter. The fact that I know the trajectory of like the Acadian history at all. Yeah, the fact that like I have the name Etienne Brulé like burned into my like like Samuel de Champlain and like all the coureurs de bois and everything like all the 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 what is it in English like the runners of the woods I don't know um <laughs> all of the wood the French the French wood people I know so much about them absolutely nothing about any black people no not a single like I don't I think I remember one thing about Viola Desmond you did? When did you learn about Viola Desmond? Yeah, I feel like in high school we it was like, but it was like a, it was like a, just like an afterthought. But to me, it stuck because it was probably the only time they ever talked about black people in Canada. I mean, that's fair. It is one of those things where, like we've discussed previously in our episodes where we talked about our public school education, that occasionally you would get a teacher who would actually teach you stuff. So in the sixth grade, we got like a very good education on like indigenous like atrocities in Canada like when we were 11 years old because this teacher was like actually actively wanted to teach us this stuff and I remember for a long time thinking oh no we get a good education on indigenous issues in like Canadian schools but apparently no it was just our class because it was just that one teacher who showed us all those like documentaries and videos and talked about like residential schools and things like that. And we actually got like a foundational understanding of indigenous issues in Canada. And the thing is just like, similarly with our high school experience, 
it's only because we have this one black lady <laughs> that like doing the work yeah. that we actually got any sort of black history focused anything mm-hmm. literally yeah so it's, it's it was down to individual teachers when it came to anything non-white and it's just wild it is wild and i know that now i know they're trying to do more things about black history but i <laughs> so i know that for myself oh sorry my history in regards to black history has been very interesting because my mother was always a very like if you had heard my mother you would like think it was bad but like my mother was very much like a a, a don't uh, you know this shouldn't be called black history or not that it shouldn't be called black history but she was like you know we shouldn't do it that way because it, it like her whole thing she was one of those people who was like we shouldn't have a black history month but not like we shouldn't have a black history month but more of like a how dare you like put black history apart from the rest of history because it is the history of the world and I fucking hate you like that's what she meant but obviously that's not what other people who didn't know Elena would think um you know and she was just like it should be taught all the time and she was just angry about that it you know it wasn't taught but I also know I actually found it really interesting because when I started working at the racialized mental health place, they did Black History Month a lot because it was like predominantly Caribbean folks that we worked with. And it was really funny because, uh, and you're not, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Uh, he didn't like calling it Black History Month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't even have to, I can already tell you're yeah. annoyed. Um, and he refused to call it Black History Month. He called it Black Liberation Month um, or African Liberation <sighs> Month. Or, or Pan-African Liberation Month. Um, Pan, I think it was Pan-African Liberation Listen, the name is not the issue. What the fuck? <sighs> that boy. It's um, not the name that's the Black Liberation Month. Then that is, okay. You know, I'm not going to get into an <laughs> argument with him. He's not even here. But like, it, calling it Black Liberation Month implies you're focusing only on Black liberation and only focusing on the incidents where we were enslaved to be liberated from whereas history can encompass a variety of things you dumb dildo (laughs) see i think you would say the opposite i think you would say that like black history just looks at it as if black people are in the past what Uh, does he understand what history is can okay all i'm saying is this is just i i have had multiple here's the thing i'm this is he's not here i'm getting heated right now but like that kind of sentiment is so does that bitch have a history a history degree i don't think so like i have argued with him so many times his understanding of history and time and is maddening (laughs) no i know but i just think it's interesting because like he's not the only person i've i've met who's been like oh we shouldn't call it this or whatever but one of the things that i did like about the experience of doing like black history month stuff in a space that was actually racialized folks doing it and stuff was um like for example one of the things that we did for black history month is that they told the story they had we had a couple of days where we had like um like we all kind of got together like the staff and the and the clients and we taught we did stories about anansi oh so that's neat a bunch of like so they read out loud like a bunch of stories about anansi and so i thought that was really cool and they kind of explained the history of like those stories and how anansi now you can find stories of anansi in the caribbean and so i just thought it was really cool and I like that experience, but I feel like usually your Black History Month is literally just, you know, what we had. Um, or like not even that. You're a cool white teacher. We'll cover something they probably shouldn't be wearing. Yeah. Well, we did so, have a... I, had a... I have a dream speech by, you know, Martin Luther King, and then they fuck off. You know, we did have um, a group of teachers yeah, who were given... <laughs> what now? 
it's that's different what am I gonna say I know what you're gonna say we had some teachers in the history department of our high school who all had matching shirts (laughs) you mean full dashikis complete with hat uh but they were gifted these dashikis from another teacher in the history department who was black and african like it was like it wasn't I get it was a gift but like yeah Carmen when you say your teacher comes in wearing some nonsense you think I'm not gonna bring up the time like multiple white teachers showed up in dashikis in February like what (laughs) I had totally forgotten until that if it was Carmen if it was Mexican history month and like like (laughs) even with sombreros yeah yeah yeah, or like a mariachi (laughs) outfit or some shit and then like and like they were like oh no this other teacher gave it to us you would still be like fuck off what (laughs) they come in with the sombreros and the big curly boots and you're like oh no oh that would be awful um so that is interesting yeah it's true most of our black history education was basically either non-existent um or you had to do your own independent research which is i guess what i did um also i feel like i got a better look at it when i went to university because i took some caribbean history classes and black history classes so i was able to like round out that education formally that way but beyond that i just you know googled it and like there would be things like february we'd like watch american history x like i don't know <laughs> i remember watch do anything we didn't do anything of all the movies we really did watch that i think during february i do also remember in middle school speaking of specific and individual teachers our music teacher actually did some stuff where we watched this like black history movie oh, wow. where like that guy goes back in time watermelon she kept making yeah. this watermelon song no 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 she was singing she was talking about the song she didn't we didn't sing a watermelon song carmen she sang she kept singing it though she was like the the intonation and i was like watermelon yeah (laughs) yeah i remember distinctly yes but that was because we watched like a a movie called brother future i think which i mean and it was like a black guy who from now who goes back or from the 90s who goes back in time uh that movie was like that movie was old when we were watching it he goes back in time to, you know, slavery times. And I, I always remember distinctly the part in the movie where, like, <laughs> the slave owner is like, how do you know about titles? Because he is surprised that this guy can read. But yeah, oh, the reason yeah. why she would sing the watermelon thing was because she was referencing the fact that Black people would sing to advertise the things that they sold and the fact that watermelons were something pe- that Black people sold and actually made money from when they grew them. So that's why they were sort of um mocked for it because they were mocked for the money that they were making because black people can't do anything without white people coming for <laughs> coming for them in whatever way they can even selling a fucking measly watermelon a measly delicious wonderful refreshing sure the same sure um yeah i think for for me i didn't really i yeah i also had to do my own research around black history especially as a latin american history you know like my mother was very not very vague on purpose, but she was just very like, yeah, there's a lot of black people in America, but they'll always tell you there isn't. But there wasn't like a lot of information about like, like historical facts about it. And now that I'm older, I've done my own research, which is good. But like Black History Month isn't like I found out yesterday that Brazil has a holiday, like a day off for black history. Oh, but they have one day off for black history, but it's not I don't think it's in February, they get one day off, but you it's not a stat holiday. So most people don't get it off. Yeah, 
you know, I was like, here's the thing about Black History Month as well is that like, and I mean, every black person has, every black person in the world has said this already, but they gave us February, (laughs) the shortest month. Cold as shit. The coldest short, the Black History Month should be July. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, well, I don't know why they did that, to be honest. I mean, I, we know why, but um, well, yeah. I mean, I think the excuse people give is that, like, oh, that's when Martin Luther King's birthday is. And I'm like, what? He's not the, the what? You could choose anyone's birthday. When is, when is Harriet Tubman's birthday? Like, give me that. Yeah. Turns out she's born December. Like, <laughs> but like, when? When is, if you're going to choose like an arbitrary historical figure, like, why does it have to be Martin Luther King? I mean, that's a great question, but the, you, we know why. We know I why. Mean, we know why. Um, and to that point, I have some facts. So Canadian Heritage, Canada Heritage, whatever, basically the, the ministry that basically runs all of our heritage and like historical stuff has a page on Black History Month. Catherine, can I read to you what they say about Canadian Please Black History Month? Please do. So it says, during Black History Month, people in Canada celebrate the many achievements and contributions of Black Canadians and their communities who, throughout history, have done so much to make Canada the culturally diverse, compassionate, and prosperous nation it is today. I'm like, well, well, um, I mean, definitely prosperous. I I don't know about um, compassionate um, or whatever. Um, I think the Black people, if you ask them what their experience was in Canada, um... Even now, but definitely years and years ago, um, they would probably not say compassion is one of the words that they would use for Canadian society. So, yeah, no. I mean, no, yeah, well, no. So that's why I'm just confused. And also they like totally breeze over some facts where like, do you know what this means, right, though? Like, you know what this means? Because it says, um, so it has like a whole section on Black history in Canada. And it says Black people and their communities have been part of shaping Canada's heritage and identity since the arrival of Matthew DaCosta, a navigator and interpreter whose presence in Canada dates back to the early 1600s. Black history in Canada has not always been celebrated or highlighted. Yeah, we fucking know. Thank you very much. And so it just says Matthew DaCosta in the 1600s. I'm pretty sure he, so he was an interpreter. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he was a Black interpreter who interpreted Indigenous languages for Europeans, which means that he was here for a while before these Europeans came and were like, ah, oh, yes, 1600. Yeah, you know, no, that is a that is a good point. That's this is breeze over the shit that Black people went through in the Maritimes. I mean, I mean, yes, but is this supposed to be like an introduction? No, is well, it's like a whole. It's like it's literally their Black History Month page. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. Here's the thing. Canada's very shady um, when it comes to dealing with race stuff, and when it comes to Indigenous people, like they'll just like not even mention it. Just be like, we're not gonna because they don't really have any excuses. Right. But when it comes to Black people, usually they're like. Well, we're better than the United States, which... And you're not. I mean... Like, they... Like, I know they're like, oh, well, you know, they had slavery. And I'm like, you know, Canada had slavery, too. Yeah, had slavery as well. It's just... we were the only country at one point who had a a climate discrimination law. You know, one of the ways that they kept Caribbeans out of Canada back in the day, like in the 1800s, was they said that Caribbean people and Black people in general couldn't there was a law saying like an immigration law saying that they couldn't stand the cold because of their frail skin well you know so they weren't the, allowed what, to the country. Uh, listen so the funny thing about black people is that like our bodies are 
are whatever it needs to be for the occasion. Like, okay, so we have frail skin and we can't go there because it's cold, but we're actually very strong and have thick skin so we can work very hard and also endure beatings and it's no big deal because um, we don't actually feel any pain. But then it, ugh, every single time it's like, ugh, black people are ugly and their bodies are ugly and they're awful, but black people are sluts and we want their body. <laughs> it's like, let's, can we just live, please? Um, okay, here, here's what I was going to say. All of the, the stuff about Canada and the U.S., which like in degrees is true, is also like, it's basically like um, the way the English would talk about their treatment of black people and mm-hmm. even the French. And they're like, well, we're not like the Spanish. And it's like, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, okay, sure. The Spanish and like the, like the Dutch were historically much worse. Yes. Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Like, like next level. But that doesn't mean that you guys are nice. Just because like, this is, but this is like a real historical thing. Where they, Cause this shit smells maybe like this other pun. They're like, doesn't mean it's any less. We're not the Spanish. Like, yeah. Okay. We're like enslaving people and doing all this stuff. Blah, 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 blah. But like, <laughs> We didn't slice all of their fingers off. Like, it, like, it's like, that's what it was. It was just like, we're not the Spanish, you know? And so that's what Canada's relationship to Black people is. It's like, we're, we're not the States. We're not the United States. They're like, oh, but you know that, you know, Harriet Tubman and, like, the Underground Railroad ends in Canada. That's that's their favorite shit to say. Oh, my God, I love it. Ends in Canada. And I'm like, love it. ended up here and then ended up being treated like shit. And then maybe you should Google Africville every yeah. once in a while. They, they end up being treated like shit. Um, if you watch that documentary by your now husband, uh, Elliot Page, because I was going to say your wife, and I was like, hang on, didn't something happen? Um, <laughs> in that documentary, they talk about like um, environmental racism Ugh. and the environmental the environmental racism in Nova Scotia against black populations and like the dump that they put there, the fact that they're like the leaching of toxic chemicals into the water sources that were right next to like a black population have led to like cancer years and years of different people getting cancer and dying early and dying in awful, like painful ways and how half of the town is just empty because people are just dead. Um, have you been to Nova Scotia? No, I have not. I've not been anywhere in Canada, but, um, except in Ontario and maybe a little bit in Quebec when I was a child, but like, Basically, I just been only in Ontario. Well, that's fine. I mean, like Nova. I mean, I went to Nova Scotia with the person we had mentioned before, so mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a different type of experience in terms of like have like I didn't go with like a white person or like somebody just going as a tourist, right? I went with somebody who lived and grew up there as like a Scotian, um, a Black Scotian. So it's it's a very different experience, and you learn about a lot of different history, and it's it's just a different situation. But I know. For example, one of the things that astounded me about Nova Scotia was that they have a statue. I think I brought this up to you maybe in a rant before of Winston Churchill in Nova Scotia. Oh, I was going to say, is it Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Because he's Scotian. <laughs> I mean, that would be better, Catherine. Um, but it's of, of Winston Churchill because he visited once. The statue is to commemorate that he visited once. But these people had to like, the people of Africville, first of all, didn't get their land back. They were treated like shit. They weren't allowed to build anything properly. They weren't allowed to have running water there. So then what happened was they had all this land, but they couldn't, like, you couldn't live properly on the land because they wouldn't let any zoning happen. And then what happened? Then the city was like, ooh, you see this land here that you own? It's it's just in such bad, it's such it's in such disarray. So just get the fuck out. 
and we'll create a little memorial for it. Yeah, I, it, it is, is the memorial Winston Churchill? No, they just have a church there. But I'm oh. like, so you took their land that they owned and instead of like letting them build shit and fix shit and giving them money back because you didn't let them do anything to begin with, which is why it got so bad, you thought to yourself, hmm, we're going to take the land back. It's not yours. We're going to build a highway. We're going to do a bunch of shit that doesn't respect anything. And But we're going to give you like a little a little stone little thing and a little church in the background well uh, two points on that one when it comes to weird statues i mean people just do that like i think there's a statue of muhammad ali in ireland somewhere because he visited once like um i'm fine with muhammad ali i'm just saying people make weird statues for no reason one two that's exactly the same as um central park in new york in new york city because central park in new york city used to be a black um really and it used to be a black like um town settlement like neighborhood area whatever you want to call it and the same thing they were like oh this is a shanty town this is a shanty town you can't have it and some of the places maybe were like in some sort of disarray because people don't have the resources but there were plenty of like actual like up to standard houses at the time Mm -hmm. i'm fairly sure and then they were like "Mm, sorry the shanty town you gotta get rid of it and then there's a plaque in central park being like this used to be a black place and that's it. Uh, so, oh. like, and oh, also, by the way, the fact that that, like, it's such an emblematic of, like, how much white people hate black people and hate black people, like, succeeding. Yeah. Because the idea that New York City is all concrete, except for Central Park. And the only reason they have that park is because they were taking something away from black people. And, like, yeah. if black people didn't live in that area there would be no central park you know what i mean it would it would be concrete it would be houses it would be used in the same way everything else is used but because it was a black area that's why it became central park because but like it's like um bananas black wall street and how all the black people were making money and um white people were like white people were like not on my watch uh (laughs) and came and burned it down oh that's so painful yes um and so also to that point, you know what I didn't know? How the fuck late Black History Month came to Canada. So according to the same page, uh, in 1978, the Ontario Black History Society was established. Um, and then in 1979, the first ever Canadian proclamation was issued by Toronto to like create like a Black History Month situation. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the first Black History Month in Nova Scotia was observed in 1988, and it was renamed African Heritage Month in 1996. In 1993, the OBHS successfully filed a petition in Ontario to proclaim February as Black History Month. 1993, we were alive, Catherine. Mm -hmm. So, and then in 1995, the House of Commons officially recognized February as Black History Month in Canada. 1995 Catherine yeah like first of all no wonder in school we didn't really have anything because 1995 we would have been four so we would have right just been going into you know kindergarten so I think people would have been like what do we do what do we do for this yeah it's a thing and it's like the thing about Black History Month is that like going back to it existing at all we started in 1970 we started in 1988 wait sorry what in, in the U.S. Black History Month, the first Black History Month was February 28th, 19, it was in 1970 in the U.S. So we did it in 1995. Well, here's the thing. One, they have a lot more Black people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a, and also 
blackness and black people are so steeped in American culture. Like, like I mean, like the existence of black people and like the quote unquote problem of having black people in their society, which is why they don't have any sort of health care or social services because they're like, well, if a black person has it, I don't want anyone to have it. Like that's the straight truth. But it makes sense that Canada came to it later. Canada is very good at like, again, not really dealing with its stuff and being like, we're so whatever, dragging, it's, uh, dragging their fucking feet. Number two, I don't even know. I don't know how much of a push there would have been for it in Canada versus in the United States. I mean, I guess that's true. But like, I even think like, when were the, let me Google this. I want to check. Um, when, when were the Young Street riots? Because like the Young Street riots were very much like uh, an embodiment of like black folks kind of rising up. Yeah. Um, you know, and so the Young Street riots were 1992. So that's probably why it took so long. They were like, uh, I guess. But the thing about it is just like, I don't know. You're very outraged about all these facts, but I'm like, yeah, sounds right. <laughs> sounds about right to me. Yeah, yeah that's also true. Like, um, why like I it's, I shouldn't be surprised. None of this should be surprising to me. And then coming back to the, yeah, the point about Black History Month being a thing at all, like your friend saying the things that he says about like, oh, it should be called Black Liberation Month. Should we have a month at all? Now, I understand the the desire to have the month and the impetus to have it but it really does not really i mean actually maybe do you have this fact is it something that was created by black people or it was something that was created by white people as a band-aid because it always has felt like a band-aid mm-hmm. to me i feel like black people created it but obviously white people obviously used it capitalized on it for a band-aid yeah black people probably also wanted it because they're like well fuck you're not gonna show our shit in any other time like you're not gonna show our stuff 24 7 or incorporate it into our general education i mean i just i don't know i just feel like if a black person was in charge it would be in a better month (laughs) yeah but maybe that's the thing like we don't (laughs) all of the kind of like um concessions they had to make when they were coming up with it right i know i'm i know i understand Uh, but but you're probably right they were probably like let's do june let's Let's do august August." and they were like no nah right so i mean they definitely don't want to be reminded of black people in the summer thank you um birthday canada's colonial birthday is july so same with the united states yeah so they're not gonna touch it because they'll be like we're not gonna let you touch us with your smut yeah on the topic of the idea of like renaming black history month i'm like Maybe there is a term, maybe there is like a rebranding of Black History Month you can do that would be better. But as it is, I don't know if there's anything much better than Black History to encompass the variety of what you're <laughs> trying to encompass. Because if you're too specific, liberation month, if you're too specific, then it's not, right. then it's, then it's, you're narrowing in on a specific point. And the idea that like Black History means Black people are history, I'm like, what do you, what do you know? I uh still mad about that. Um. <laughs> um yeah, I think for I don't know. I think for me one of the things that I've noticed that I wish was a little bit different like a lot of black history stuff and we know why, but I think a lot of black history stuff much like when I've seen even like Latinx heritage whatever. Um there's a lot of like respectability shit where it's just like remember when these people joined the army or like yeah that guy who invented that thing and it made a bunch of money remember, remember peanut butter guys remember yeah. peanut butter <laughs> ice cream yeah shit like it's always something anyway and to me i'm like great like these people made inventions but it's also just like 
why don't you tell the stories of the people who didn't do respectability related shit? Yeah, like maybe we should maybe we should rebrand it and just like make it a weird inclusive. I don't know. Like, we call it like Young Street Riots. Call it Black History Month shit, and then we can have a conversation. Call it like Black People Boogaloo. Like, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> like, call it something like that. Call it call it like the Black Black I mean, Party. Have you ever seen? I mean, I we've had many. <laughs> call it Black Power Month. <gasps> call it Black Power Month. Why? So the white people can shit their pants. I'm here for that. <laughs> that I mean, that's a great one. Um, I just think of the fact that, like, you know, in Canada, I mean, I guess in the U.S. it's the same, but the NOI guys, the Nation of Islam guys, like, hand out like their they want donations for their Black History Month pamphlets, and it's always so funny to me because I remember. And I think I've told the story where a guy was like, your people are in here too. Because I was like, I'm Latin American. And he's like, your people invented a TV. They Apparently a Mexican invented a colored TV. And I was like, okay. Um, but it was so funny because when I looked, because I've gotten it before, like I've looked at it before. And um, there was stuff about, you know, like, first of all, it was the the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Mm-hmm. It's always there. I don't know how honorable he is. Anyway, it's fine. It was like the honorable Elijah Muhammad, obviously Malcolm X, because apparently you can murder him and still claim him, but whatever, it's fine. And then they have, but then it's like all these inventors and like real estate people and like all this other shit. And I'm like, guys, can't you like do some stuff that's like not related to like making money? Can't you just like be important and not be related necessarily to making money? in history can't you be can't you could be one of the leaders who was assassinated you know of uh, by a military coup that was usually backed by the u.s you know can't can't that just be it can't we just do that it's just a little bit of a lot going on and it, it bothers me i, I think um more of a variety a yeah a variety is what we need politics. like a a little more of the shaker uppers you know yeah that and also like maybe change the curriculum to not just be talking about the historical black figures but like how like 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 you know when you're like the essay question okay yes we have the answer to the question is like malcolm x or whatever now the essay question is how does that impact our society today like how does that affect um the our future how are these things still important like that needs to be a bigger part of the conversation we need the essay question version of it we need the like yeah, okay so we have the fact like okay so <laughs> black person was involved in like coding this whatever whatever what does that mean why was that person like um in the position that they were why were they not celebrated blah 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 how does that affect us today how can we like do better in future because I feel like a lot of it is just like, look at all the things that black people invented. Like another initiative that I do very much support in Black History Month is people highlighting black owned businesses and black owned things. Mm-hmm. Like that's something else where I'm like, see, look, this is taking it a step further. Okay, so we've learned about black history. Where are you putting your money now? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I think I think that's really good. Um, I'm just thinking about a bunch of other stuff, but uh, you know, we don't need Catherine to blow a gasket about uh, capitalism. Get what? No, no, wait, 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 wait. No, I was just because I was just thinking about that very conversation that I had with the same friend, and he was like, you know, like it's. I'm glad people own things, but I don't want to further capitalism. And I Listen, was, you okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I, didn't I just tell you I don't want Catherine to blow a gasket? What universe are you living in? <clears throat> I despise. Okay, here's the thing. People who are like, well, I'm not just, I'm not going to engage because there's no point. I'm like, we live in a society. Like, what are you talking about? You cannot disengage from 
what's going on in the world. This is important because he's like basically a hotep. Like this needs to, we need to discuss this. Like it's, we need to actually engage with the society we're fucking living in and not the imaginary one we wish we were because that's how like right like people no, like I, him people like him are the, i know i'm not mad at you you know i'm not mad at you <laughs> people like him are the reason why society don't society doesn't change like he's the fucking guy who doesn't show up to the thing because he's like well it's not going to change anything and i'm just like <sighs> like he didn't he, he's like a someone who did he even vote in the last election no i don't he i no, doubt he doesn't, in voting, he doesn't believe in voting and people like that like it is such like an example of his male privilege of his light skin privilege of his i wasn't even raised by black people privilege i'm not even i'm just i'm you know what um i can't so different people so black people this is a lesson for our listeners black people are not a monolith they're not a monolith but people like him are fucking idiots and i can't stand them because you cannot live in an imaginary society i could be simply cannot I could also be totally reducing his whatever because it's been years since his he's had this rant with me. But I do remember him saying that he used to be one of the people who would like specifically go and spend hundreds of dollars at black owned businesses. And then he was like, why? There's like, I could be doing other things. And I was like, okay, well, you... You know, you can do multiple things. You can spend money at black-owned businesses and do other stuff as well, right? Like, it's not like it's not like you only, that's the only form of activism no. that you have to pursue. No, I definitely, and I do know that he would pay for things from black people, but it was more like if it was to a certain smallness of of, 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 of business, but once it was a little bit of a bigger business. He's he like, oh, like, now they're making too much money. You can't have it. I just like didn't want to but anyway it was a thing there was a lot I think there was a lot of nuance to it and I probably fucked it up but also you know people are not a monolith and I also think that we've all had different experiences with Black History Month I definitely think that black people need to stop being the ones to bring up Black History Month in the sense that you know you shouldn't go up to a black person and be like hey man it's Black History Month congratulations what are you doing congrats you know, whatever, have a great day. It's like, you know, no, what are you doing? Because if it's Black History Month, then you as a non-Black person or us as non-Black people need to figure out, you know, how are we engaging in this month in a way that is meaningful? And that doesn't mean that you go to the streets and you have to protest or anything, but like, are you educating yourself? Are you figuring things out? I recently, just today actually was like, I have never read an Octavia Butler book. Mm-hmm. And I really should, like, as me, who likes science fiction and fantasy and all the things, should probably and would probably enjoy her books. Right? Like, I'm just, I was sitting there and I was like, I should make that effort. And we should all be making an effort to, like, educate ourselves. And it shouldn't just be Black, like, Black History Month is not just for Black people to be like, hey, it's my month. You know, it's also for us to just kind of further the discussion and the understanding of the history, because generally for the rest of the year, everybody pretends that black history is not part of our general history. So, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like a lot of black people, black people, I think, simultaneously care about Black History Month and do not care at all. Like most and I'm not talking about like some black people. I mean, all black people, (laughs) like most black people are like whatever um at the same time as being like okay i guess i gotta do this initiative i just i guess i gotta put my effort in this i guess i gotta black focus this because black people are just like listen did i talk about this last year or things where like people was it you who told me the story of someone being like um invited to a panel and then being like um like taking their chance to talk about black history and blah 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 and then we're like all right see you guys next year because they're not gonna invite us back to this panel until next february oh i can't remember what it was but oh where did i hear that 
Um, but there was something with me and I just forgot, but it might've been you, it might've been the TV, might've been my sister. I'm not sure, but something <laughs> where they were just like these two black people, like talking about whatever topic they were invited to talk about, but then also saying like, Oh, I think actually, no, I think it was a different friend, but they just like signed off by being like, well, see you guys next year. <laughs> see you next February. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Cause then they don't hire people. It's like, um, Oh, Speaking of which, I told I once told Catherine a story that flummoxed her to the point where she we had we were f- having a full ass dinner hangout at a restaurant, and Catherine for a full twenty minutes couldn't digest any other information. Do you remember what it was? I don't even. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, so my friend, our our friend Jane, who we've uh, guested with, uh, had a story that she told me where um, they did like. Um, an anti-oppression or uh, type of like black history presentation for this organization or company that her friend was at and that the the head of the organization was a white lady and you know at the end of the presentation the lady was crying and she was just like you know the white you know how white ladies like to cry and she was crying and she said you know I'm just I'm so moved by everything that you guys have done for us and I just wanted to say Wakanda forever. Oh my God. Here it is. Now I remember. I honestly couldn't remember a single thing that you had said. But now, okay, yes, now I remember. And to further to that point, apparently the one black guy in the office said it back to her. Okay, here's the thing about that, about the black guy who goes, who said Wakanda forever back. Sometimes black people react in ways <laughs> that you wouldn't expect because of the shock of the situation you have or you might yeah I was, I'm just gonna get I'm gonna get to it um sometimes you're just like did that just uh, uh, okay <laughs> and so you go yeah yeah Wakanda forever or whatever um when I was in university in I think first year or second year first year mm-hmm. maybe um I was in a Caribbean history class and the TA for the class was a white woman the teacher the professor was black the professor was a black woman but the TA was a white woman at least for me a white blonde woman and we were having this like discussion about black history and blah, 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 all like semester. She was actually fairly like stayed in her lane. Mm-hmm. I think it was like one of the final tutorials or the final tutorial where she decided to go like full freedom writers <sighs> and had like this little speech at the end about like, like, like black people and white people and how there's nothing different. And when she said there's nothing different between us, she grabbed, she choked <laughs> at me. She looked in my face. And I was sitting beside the, t- the, the TA at this, at this point. She looked in my face and said, give me your hand. And I was just like, I just did. I just gave her my hand. And then she held her hands, like sort of like up together and was, was like, there is nothing different between us. What? And I was like, took my hand back. Every time you tell the story, I am just. And I just sort of like, was like, okay, cool. Fine, cool. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. It's fine. It's fine. That just happened. That was fine. It's cool. It's fine, right? And then, like, as I left, the, I left the building, and I remember walking across like, a courtyard and calling our dear friend Alicia, who is also black, and being like, "So this just happened to me." And she was <laughs> like, "What the fuck?" And she was outraged. I might, but like in the moment, I was like, "I guess this. Happened. I guess this happened." <laughs> it was just like so shocking. Sometimes something like like so isolating and racist and weird is so shocking. Like being yeah. and some people might hear that and think that's not that bad. Like yeah. I was being used as a prop in her like like people are, like she 
sorry. If people don't get that, you need to get your shit together. I I was like, it it was. So, it took me like like twenty minutes to feel like actual feelings about it, like talking to Alicia because I was so confused. It was just like like someone. Uh, it was so confusing. Similarly, another experience that's not necessarily Black History related, but one time Alicia and I were in a grocery store in Toronto. And these two Asian girls came up to us and they said, like, oh, we're from Japan and we just got here. We haven't seen any black people before. Can we take a picture with you? And Alicia and I did. But, like, it wasn't until we left the grocery store. We were like, what the, what the fuck just happened? Like, sometimes when racism, you encounter racism, you don't register it. You just yeah. you feel weird and you feel insane. Because, like, yeah, when something... Like, I just hear that? When something is, like a violent racist thing or an aggressive racist thing, your like reaction is different and it's more like fight or flight. But when something like is almost a normal thing, but not, you just are like, oh, what? <laughs> and then your brain doesn't like, like, like doesn't click for a minute. And uh, yeah, but that Freedom Riders lady was- A mess. A mess. <laughs> if, I, if I had told the professor the professor, would've... the professor was a black woman who was so I remember distinctly the very first class we had with this woman I can't remember her name <laughs> but the very first class she's like I am professor this 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 she's like I am not mrs I am not miss I am not ma'am or anything like that she's like I am professor because I have this title because I work for this title and there are plenty of white men here who you wouldn't call mr blah 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 and I was like <laughs> I remember it so distinctly. Um, if I had told that professor that that white lady did that shit, oh, can you imagine? Well, I, I should have. For a fucking new one. Goodbye. Yeah. You don't have a TA. <laughs> right? You are not allowed to TA in my classes anymore. See, that would have been. But I was 19, 18, 18. Well, yeah, we don't know any better. I was 18 years old. What am I going to do? But the fact that I was 18 years old and now all these years later, I'm still like, Jesus Shocked. Christ. It's still yeah. surprising to me that that happened. Yeah. See, that's. I remember you telling me that story and I just was like, pardon? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it was just, I was, I was also shocked. I mean, cause I also, I mean, this sounds terrible, but I went to Ryerson and like Ryerson has its fucked up shit that happens. But I feel like, I feel like at Ryerson, at least in the social work program, they always pretended to be so woke mm-hmm. even back when I did my undergrad, when we were like 18 or whatever. So it was just one of those things where it was like, this isn't, um, like that, like even there, they would have been like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> they would have lost their whole ass minds. Um, so that's why I was so shocked when you told me that. And I'm like, nobody said anything. That's my answer. I'm always like, nobody said anything. Nobody said, nobody anything. said anything on your behalf. Nobody, nobody said anything. Been like, who the fuck? Ma'am. Yeah, no, but it was mostly white. I think there's one black guy, but maybe not in that lesson. And also there was legitimately a white girl in that class who, when we were discussing the like Haitian laws after the Haitian revolution that were like, had restrictions for white people. She said, isn't that like reverse racism? Suck my nuts. And so that was the kind of class I was dealing with anyway. And I remember distinctly again, that white lady shut her down pretty well, but at the same time, you're an ally until you're not <laughs> like yeah, i'm just yeah. like all right what the fuck i know um we had a class where somebody no i wasn't in the class my friend was in some elective class and uh they were talking about like indigenous issues or something and one of the guys in the class was like why don't they just move great you know what thank you 
thank you for <laughs> your indigenous issues oh my god oh my god why don't indigenous women why don't they just move oh because you know what thank you unreal i appreciate your candor and your brilliance <laughs> I oh Unmatched. I also do wish that Black History Month was also encompassed in like other than like North American stuff. I know it is a North American thing and we should focus on like the history here, but I think it's important to also focus on the history of like um first of all, there is generally speaking in a lot of communities such a divide between like Caribbean and African folks. I mean um, which I think only works to the favor of white people and white no there's also a divide sorry between caribbean folks african folks and and north american black people like or mean african-american people yes that as well and so it's just one of those things that like i i i'm anyway i'm like always shocked i'm like yes yes martin luther king is great yes malcolm x is you know always but um, there are other, there are others, you know, there are other people that you could discuss yeah. as well, you know, who also done great things. And I, I know that it's always like Nelson Mandela. And I'm like, if I hear one more sanitized speech about Nelson Mandela, that doesn't talk about him going like, by the way, Israel is an apartheid state, <laughs> then I don't want to know, <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it drives me nuts. I'm like, you can't have these three people and nobody else. And, um, you know rosa parks and that's it and then go on about your your merry day there are other people when it comes to black history month like we need to start talking about like actual issues in the black community mm-hmm. like if we're going to have a month where we're focusing on it i think everyone can benefit from learning about colorism black people yes obviously but white people and asian people especially asian people um and south asian people can yeah. really de- benefit from these discussions about colorism and then you could spread that out like this could be a whole Americans curriculum when you get to like latin american history month and you get to um like south asian history month or whatever or women's history month you can fucking branch all these topics together you can connect these things you can be intersectional in schools and in education and be like remember what we talked about here this is connected there and then show that it is a web of things that are all connected it's a nancy carmen black you got it back american is not mutually exclusive my friends you mm-hmm. can be both but yeah you need to i think that is something that people could do if you actually instead of just being like oh and he was black yeah that's the story <laughs> no it needs to be a conversation about kind of you know white supremacy and furthering our understandings of who we are as people and how we are yep. interconnected as a unoppressed bunch yeah you know that's a great way to end this this story Catherine. this episode guys do better yeah do some research figure out how we're all interconnected and uh, come back and tell us how that went yeah basically but here's our 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 project for you and also just in general (laughs) just like for the love of god if i hear anyone 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 say why isn't there a this history month Bitch, there is. There is. You can, unless it's White Man History Month. (laughs) Unless it's White Man History Month. Okay, sure, there isn't one of those. But if you're anything else, that month exists. And maybe they overlap with other months or whatever. But that's your month. If you want to do something for that, here's the thing. Okay, I know we were supposed to end on a message of peace and like coming together, but here I'm going to bring some division in. (laughs) The amount of like non-black people who will talk shit about Black History Month or black specific things when I'm like, like, we don't get one. 
well, why don't you? It's like, well, you need to work for it. You need to actually do the work. Black people are the ones who are championing but these also, things. Who doesn't have one? Because I know Latin Americans have September. No, everybody has one. That's the thing I'm saying. But if you want to make your month something, then you got to do it yourself. Or you have to like, you can't just what you rely on black people to do it for you. Because there's a lot of times where when it comes to racial injustice and like issues like this, people will lean on black, non-black people, non non-white non-black people will lean on black people to do the work and then be annoyed if black people don't do the work for them and then also will be like pointing at black people like well why do you have this and i don't have this like you didn't you didn't do the work you didn't do the work sorry so sorry to tell you <laughs> so do the fucking work because that's the moral of our story that's either way i know we were supposed to be ending on message of kindness but like regardless do the fucking do the work. work do the work <laughs> Um, work 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 (laughs) do you have any recommendations do i have any recommendations you know what i'm going to recommend the three books i've recommended for my book club (laughs) so in the month of uh january i had the book club selection i guess um and for my book club i have some friends Mm -hmm. and we end up choosing the madeline miller book Cersei which is great. You should read it. It's really great. It's about the witch uh, goddess Circe from the Odyssey, but like it's the story of Greek mythology from her perspective. And it's really beautifully written. It's very good. And her name is Madeline Miller. Fully recommend that book. But I also, in my list of authors, I also had Octavia Butler's uh, Parable of the Sower, or Sour, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Mm -hmm. But that is a book that takes place in 2020. Mm-hmm. This was a book written in like 1986 or whatever. It's oh. like a, it takes place in 2020 and it's like a world where like climate change and there's like, what there's like droughts and there's like, um, uh, racial in like, um, issues, issues and there's and inequalities and gated communities and all, like literally everything that's happening now. She was like writing a book about okay. 2020, like <laughs> 30 years ago. Oh God. So there's the, uh, that Octavia Butler book. I have not read that yet. Maybe Carmen, you and I can book club it if you want to start with an Octavia Butler book. And also, also for my book club, I recommended Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race um, as a book we could read, which is by Rennie Edo Lodge. Mm-hmm. And it's a nonfiction book talking about race and discussions about race and discussions about race in specifically Britain but could be applied to other things. So I feel like these three books are like a good <laughs> recommendation. Read any one of them and hit me up. I think that's great. I think those are awesome. And do I have any recommendations like that? Probably not, because I've been reading books by old white guys about anarchism for the last... I mean, whose fault is that? It's mine. That's mine. Spoiler. It's just very dense. It's a very dense book. I'm, I'm having a hard time. I'm like, can you just write normally? Why do you have to write with all these vows and bible verse shit anyway i mean what are you reading tolkien basically but <sighs> anarchist. <laughs> anarchist tolkien can you imagine fucking terrible actually um so for me i think what are my recommendations um i'm trying to think my recommendations Ooh, you know what i like was it bet that made it the Black Panther series, but the cartoon, but it was like the six episode miniseries. Oh, I don't know who made that, but that was good. Oof. If you can find it, because I can't find it nowhere no more. You used to be able to find it on YouTube, but obviously it's gone. It's like on Disney Plus or something. <laughs> oh, if only. Um, it's really great. Uh, that's how I got introduced to Black Panther. And I Me just too. remember, I remember that they made a reference to Halliburton oil. And I mm. fully 
lost like I like my pants blew off like I just lost my mind like I was like did this cartoon just did they just what just that and I was shocked but also I loved it um so I think that is a great show to watch I also personally would just like to say that if people wanted to read anything um in relation to Black history and kind of understanding specifically in Canada some of the stuff that's going on. A great book. It's only like 15 bucks. Um, Adil Abdullahi and Ronaldo Walcott wrote this book called um, Black Life. Um, and so it's a really good book. Um, obviously, uh, nonfiction. Um, it's, a, let me, I just want to find if I have exactly the right title. I own it. It is great. Um, both of them are social workers. Uh, one of them is Ronaldo Walcott, I think is, is queer. And um, Adil Abdullahi is an amazing um, Somali woman who just kind of kicks ass and uh, I treat her like I treat Jesus. And so both of them basically wrote a book um, talking about um, kind of the ways in which neoliberalism has specifically impacted Black people more so than others and how that was intentionally done by the government specifically in Canada. Um, so I think that's really important to remember because I think the idea is like, oh, these systems just accidentally <laughs> right? impacted Black people. If um, you were like thinking there wasn't a cabal of white men in a room who made this decision, there was. No, there Every was. single time there was. And they were all smoking cigarettes, the cigarettes, cigars, <laughs> and like slapping women on the ass, like 100%. 100%. So the book, the full name of the book is Black Life, a post-BLM and the Struggle for Freedom. Um, and it's by Adil Abdullahi and Ronaldo Walcott. And it's a really good book. It's very, very short. It's like 100 pages or something. Um, really little, um, really good and affordable. Um, and I highly recommend it's really easy to read for folks who are like, I don't like academic writing. I promise you it's, it's not like heavy or hard to read and it's not boring and it, it, if anything, it's just infuriating. So read that and it's fun. And then you can yell at uh, every Ontario politician from now <laughs> on and talk about how terrible they are. So, yeah. Are you down with the OPP, Carmen? The <laughs> Ontario <know>. Provincial Police? <laughs> They can go suck my nuts. Uh, anyway, that's, that's what they're going to play in court one day when I pop one in the fucking face. Uh, <laughs> Carmen, this podcast is nothing but incriminating evidence for you in the event you assault a police officer. Yes. Oh, and really quickly, just wanted to bring uh, some information to my lovely folks who I'm sure are going to be like, Carmen, shut the fuck up. But um, not related to this at all. Um, there's a situation currently going on in Barcelona slash Catalonia, which is, you know, Catalan, the Catalan part of Spain, where um, uh, for a very long time, uh, the Spanish uh, government has basically said that if you make fun of their monarchy, they can put you in jail for inciting terrorist uh, sentiment um, for very long periods of time. So let's say you're like, ha ha ha, the king has an ugly face jail um and so a lot of people don't know that about spain but spain is uh fuzzucked. so uh they just arrested a rapper for being a rapper and saying that hey fuck the king and all of his people um and so he's going to jail for nine months where they'll probably oh. things. yeah he's going to jail for nine months for tweeting is he a spanish thing. rapper yes okay and uh Anyway, like he's been on, he, he and a bunch of other people were on the Hassan Minaj show Patriot Act on Netflix, where they talked about hip hop and hip hop's influence globally. And Hassan Minaj did a whole thing on Spain and how Spain is trying to repress freedom of speech um, by, by having this law around inciting 
anti-terrorism or whatever like terrorist sentiment which can get anybody may basically it's like a rule that lets anybody go to jail for anything like if you look at a cop sideways the wrong way and he's in a having a bad mood he can like charge you with inciting terrorist uh sentiment and you can go to jail for a very very long time so um anyway that happened and now there's a bunch of protests going on and people are losing eyeballs and people are being uh you know people are just like go being apprehended and then they haven't come back for a few days so people are really concerned so if you could just read up on that um and just read up on kind of some of the stuff that's going on in spain you don't hear about it a lot here in north america because i think people are like spain's europe nothing bad happens there lies um so yeah just maybe do some research if you can i mean i just was not even listening so i was just looking up Grand grandmaster flash um because you said something so you said something about hip-hop and hip-hop being international and i was like we should treat Grandmaster Flash like Mozart. Anyway, I also well, we agree. Know why we don't, Catherine. I mean, I know why we don't. Anyway, I, I was listening. Yes, please look up this stuff about Spain and their insane roles. And um, if you imagine Catherine and I could be in jail now for years. Girl, well, I, at this point, we could be in jail for years. For I've never said anything against the Spanish monarchy. British, sure. We, uh, yeah, and we also bring up guillotines. So. I mean, listen, <laughs> they didn't, I mean, like, it's not like it's famously anything about guillotining anyone in Spain. That's <laughs> France. Thank you very much. Uh, All right. Anyway. Um, so you can find me anywhere on the internet at the CC Williams. Um, and you can find us at I'd Kill a Spider for You on Instagram and I'd Kill a Spider number four letter U on Twitter. And you, Carmen? You can, oh, and you can also find us on Facebook. Oh, know. that's true. I kill a spider for you for all of all us older folks who uh, still use Facebook. Not uh, me. <laughs> and uh, so you can find me at Carmen underscore Maria 416. Uh, I do lots of shit. Uh, random stuff. I post pictures of myself, but also I sometimes run uh, grief talks and uh, post the stuff on those pages. So exciting exciting all right well happy black history month carmen i guess I'm i don't know to make a joke about wakanda forever but Waka oh wakanda forever <laughs> wakanda forever oh fuck anyway good night. would you kill me my love <laughs> for wakanda without, without question <laughs>